making it clear he was running not against his Republican challenger, but against black people. In September, I told you about how he was repeating the white supremacist talking point that you can't say black lives matter about police killing black folks unless you criticize the black community too. Notice that this criticism is never leveled at anyone else. Doesn't matter how many mass shootings are carried out in these schools, no matter how many workplace shootings, which are almost all examples of white on white crime, and yet nobody says, you can't say all lives matter, but ignore the almost one a day mass killings of white children in schools. So understand, this isn't about saving lives, it's about preserving and propping up anti-black violence. Officer Eric Adams of the NYPD was doing the most to signal to the shadowy white forces who bankrolled his campaign that he was on team white supremacy. He was throwing it in people's faces, pushing the biggest lie of all, that black people can't be safe unless there's a gang of gun-toting white supremacists prowling their neighborhoods. The police are a threat to public safety. They are not the guarantors of it. There can be no effective race war against black people unless the state is able to put boots on the ground and guns pointed at us on the streets. Now the thugs with badges were made to back off after the uprisings of 2020. White supremacy absolutely requires these thugs to be resurgent if they're going to control us. But black people have made it clear we're not going to just sit on our hands while that happens. Enter Officer Eric Adams of the New York Pig Patrol now, Eric Adams isn't even officially mayor of New York yet. He doesn't take the oath of office and get sworn in until this Saturday. And yet he's already announced that he's appointing key chance Sewell to be his police commissioner. Of course, the white media is doing their usual phony praise for the first black woman as etc. And Sewell herself was on Good Morning America talking to fellow bootlick Robin Roberts. And Sewell was spouting the usual gibberish about representation matters to little girls everywhere. Really? After the uprisings of 2020, with the NYPD under a microscope by the black community and the demands that the thugs with badges be punished, this is what comes out of her mouth? This is the verbal vomit that she spews everywhere? Black girls are routinely murdered and raped by the police. Black women are routinely murdered and raped by the police. The cops dang sure don't do anything to help black women. And here this Sewell character is talking about representation matters. I'm sure the well-heeled, deep-pocketed white liberals who Eric Adams is depending upon for his campaign donations like the sound of that. That's the kind of stuff that makes their hearts go bitter bad. As long as you're not talking about challenging and taking down white supremacy, those good white liberals are fine with you. But as laughably irrelevant as that was, it's Sewell's declarations on what she intends to do as police commissioner that should alarm every decent black person in the sound of my voice. She's declared that she wants to return to the broken windows policy that the NYPD had in place years ago. You heard me right. So when Eric Adams was talking about how they need to focus on black on black crime, that wasn't some slip of the tongue. His intent is to put in place the exact same policies as his white supremacist predecessors. You know, I had real serious LGBT vibes from Adams, same vibes that I got from Andrew Gillum. I think that he's probably been or would like to be the Grand Marshal of this year's Pride Parade, so it doesn't surprise me that a career police stooge like Eric Adams, who has taken sides with the police against black people, has also chosen a flunky who herself brags about reinstating the very policies the NYPD use as their pretext for murdering black people in the past. 
why was it that so many rich, well-heeled white donors were just so eager to give Eric Adams money? Why was the white media drooling at the mouth to write all sorts of charitable articles about him and praise him every chance they get? Now you see why. And the white media is not the only ones singing key chant Sewell in Eric Adams' praises. Why, no less than the NYPD's chief thug, Patrick Lynch, who's the head of their so-called benevolent association, that's the police union in that city, he said, New York City police officers have passed our breaking point. We need to fix that break in order to get our police department and our city back on course. We look forward to working with her to accomplish that goal. Now, you got trash like Patrick Lynch saying that they look forward to working with you. That's an endorsement from the KKK. Patrick Lynch should have nothing but fear and terror. He should be just chewing on his own rotten teeth. He should be mad and throwing things at the wall and saying, why, this is a direct attack on the police. Whoever you choose should be someone who Patrick Lynch disapproves of. If Patrick Lynch is able to say, I look forward to working with you, that means you done messed up. So understand that you got all the usual suspects who are sitting here clapping their hands and nodding their empty heads and saying, yeah, we're going to get things back on track. We had a bump in the road last year, but now the old life's going to return. And we're going to have this black stooge as our front man to bring back the bad old days. <laughs> Eric Adams and Keechan Sewell are real big on talking about what they're going to be doing against black people. But nobody, not even those who are supposed to be community advocates, are asking what is it that Sewell's going to be doing to root out and eliminate the white supremacists who infest the NYPD like a bunch of cockroaches. Nobody is asking her what she's going to do to punish the police. This is the attempt of the white media to try to change the narrative. Well, it's time to turn the page and change the headline on all of that police brutality stuff. We need to focus on crime, because crime's very high. You know that's a bald-faced lie. I'll be showing you the stats from the NYPD themselves later on in this briefing. The white media is not going to put Key Chance Sewell on the hot seat about what she's going to do to root out all these white supremacists and to punish all of these thugs with badges. They're not doing that because they don't want that to be the narrative. No tough questions about that. But they have said what they intend to do to encourage police violence and to embolden the white supremacist elements in the NYPD. Commissioner-elect Sewell has gone on record saying that she intends to bring back the notoriously racist broken windows policy of policing. You'll recall that so-called broken windows theory formed the basis for stop and frisk. Bloomberg was the one who ushered that in in the biggest way, the most aggressive way. It didn't reduce crime, but it did provide a rationale to incarcerate and harass black New Yorkers, to make black New Yorkers' wow. lives harder and get racist in the wow. police, which is the vast majority of the police, cover to attack and even kill black people. Wow. This policy of murdering, harassing black people was taking okay. place under the aegis of the state. It wasn't happening in spite of the city government. It was happening because of them. Well, black New Yorkers and black people everywhere have the right to live their lives in safety and security. They have a right to be able to make sure that no one is able to harm them. And that brings us to the official sponsor of Black Empowerment, Power Tools. There's no telling when something's going to come up, so make sure you carry your power tools at all times. You never know when you're going to need to bring the hammer down, or when you'll have some trash that needs to be blown away, or some obstacle that requires cutting down. Don't get caught empty-handed. Keep your hammer close by. Keep that leaf blower at the ready. And always carry your steel. Power tools. 
because no matter what your day job or side hustle may be, there's no excuse for not being ready to put in some work. Now, this broken windows policy is theoretical. That's why it's called a broken windows theory, which did nothing to lower or even deter crime, though it did do a lot to embolden white supremacists to attack, maim, illegally incarcerate, and often murder black people. And it's already been shown for the racist fraud that it is. The cops would run around shaking down black people in public, treating you as if you had committed a crime merely for standing on the street or walking down the street. They only found contraband in a very small number of cases. They called these quality of life summonses. And as for the other 94% of harassment stops that found nothing, well, nobody really talks about that. This is what broken windows is. This is what Key Chance Sewell is bragging that she intends to bring back. Broken windows is called a policing theory because it's not actually proven to be true. It's just a bunch of flights of fancy and conjecture. Even the guy who invented the broken windows theory now routinely speaks out against it. The broken windows theory was created by George Kelly. He was a criminologist in the 1980s who, along with a colleague, wrote an article for The Atlantic where they put forward their crackpot theory, a theory that's since been proven to not only be false, but also to cause problems and not solve it. As Broken Windows has been exposed and denounced for the racist fraud that it was from the very beginning, Kelling, being an academic, still refuses to take any personal responsibility for his brainchild. Instead, he tries to feebly claim that his theory was simply misapplied by all of these police and sheriff's departments across America. Nothing wrong with the theory, it's just all the people who tried to use it. You know, aren't the right wing nuts the ones who usually say that socialism doesn't work anywhere that it's applied? Well, the same thing goes for white supremacy. White supremacy doesn't work anywhere that it's applied, and yet they just keep on trying. Even so, Kelling said that when he heard police chiefs running around using his theory as their justification for their policies, even then he said, oh, S-word. And in the end, he had to admit that, quote, there's been a lot of things done in the name of broken windows that I regret. One, I doubt that Kelling regrets anything. Two, if he does have any regrets, it's only because of the hit that he took to his reputation, such as it was. And three, whatever minor regrets Kelling might have are absolutely nothing compared to the regrets black New Yorkers have had because of his theory. This is what's coming, or should I say coming back? There's a reason why some of the biggest and angriest protests against police violence last year took place in New York City. Not because of the city's population size, but because of the policies that the department has used over the decades, approved of by corrupt politicians like Eric Adams. The white media's phony hysteria about crime waves this year, it's nothing more than a clumsy front for the anti-black policies that they want to institute. The NYPD's own inspector general's office found that there was no evidence that all of their broken windows policies had led to a drop in crime. Their office released a report analyzing the years 2010 to 2015, because during those years, the NYPD had dramatically decreased their number of quality of life summonses. You know, stop and frisk. And rather than cause chaos, crime, mass thefts, and mass murders in the streets, as the Patrick Lynch's of the world had predicted, instead the NYPD's own study found that the felony crime rate had actually dropped. Or, as the NYPD's own report said, as quality of life summonses decreased, 
violent crime also fell in the vast majority of patrol boroughs. So all that stopping and frisking accomplished absolutely nothing, other than to make black New Yorkers targets of police harassment and prosecutorial misconduct, which, of course, was the entire point. That's why the NYPD didn't stake out in front of the New York Stock Exchange. All you got to do is just start stopping those stockbrokers. You'll find all kinds of contraband, and that's just on their persons and their cars and at their homes you find even worse. But, of course, who do you think it was who was pushing these stop-and-frisk policies? White money interests like you find at the New York Stock Exchange. I told you all about them in part one of my reparations series. So the white media trying to pretend as if crime is just so out of control. Oh my God, it's just taking over the world. It's not about crime. It never has been. It's about ethnic cleansing. But you need a pretense for that kind of thing. You're not going to be able to bring in massive armed groups of thugs to harass and kill people unless you have a very, very strong pretense for it or unless you make a big enough stink about it that people think, well, there must be something to it. This is about prosecuting a race war against us. And it doesn't matter what the name is, stop and frisk, broken windows, Jim Crow, or the black codes. It's all just different names for the exact same ongoing anti-black policy. Crime is actually down in New York City, no matter what the white media tells you. Not according to me, but according to the NYPD's own numbers. In September, NYC.gov gave their crime stats for August of 2021, and they reported that overall violent crime has dropped significantly from last year alone. The number of murders and shooting incidents in New York declined compared with August 2020. Murder decreased by 8.6%. Shooting incidents decreased by 30%. Overall crime in the city had decreased by 5.4%. And a couple of weeks ago, they released the NYPD stats for November 2021. It turns out that the number of murders in New York City for November 2021 are actually down 17.2% compared with a year ago. And yet the white media wasn't running around last year saying that everyone was going to be robbed, raped, and killed like they've been doing for all of this year, were they? So... If the New York Police Department has admitted that the broken windows policy had absolutely no impact on felony crimes at all in the city, and if the NYPD's own statistics show that violent crime is down this year, not up, why is it that there's so much hysteria about crime and coming from the would-be police commissioner herself and the mayor? and how everyone's gonna get robbed, raped, or killed in New York City unless they let the white supremacist thugs with badges do whatever they want to do. Why is Eric Adams telling lies? Oh, and why is oh, this no. keychain Sewell character no. echoing and signal boosting those lies? It's because that's the reason they were put in the positions they're in. The sexually suspect right. Eric Adams wants to use the mayor's office as a stepping stone to higher That's office. Right, yeah. I'm sure every day that moron goes to bed and dreams of being governor or, heaven forbid, even a senator. And Sewell, she thinks that she's going to have higher office, too, maybe some sort of federal post. Raymond Kelly and Bill Bratton both were able to go get federal employment after they screwed up New York City as commissioner. But first... Adams and Keechan are going to have to prove to the white supremacists that they can control us. The white powers that be have put these two in their positions for the sake of using black faces as a smokescreen to hide behind to carry out these anti-black policies. This is an ethno-political operation taking place. 
if the new hand holding the whip is black, then hopefully this will confuse the issue and at least give the white supremacists cover when they kick the ethnic cleansing of the city into high gear. You will see the thugs with badges attempting and carrying out more ambushes on black citizens in New York, and you'll see Mayor Adams pretend to be very somber about it and say the same old nonsense. We take this very seriously, and we regret loss of life. And, you know, we're going to look into it. And Commissioner Sewell's going to do the exact same thing, except she'll sprinkle in some training issue. You know, it could be a training issue. You know, really, you have to wait till we do the investigation. We're going to investigate ourselves, and you should take our word for it because we wouldn't lie. They'll both be the first ones telling you that, well, we're black. We're both black, you know, and because of that, why, if the, if the mayor's black and the police commissioner's black, there's no way that we could be working for white supremacy because, hey, we know what it means to be discriminated against. This is exactly what every black bootlick says, both on the left and the right. That's their go-to line of hogwash that they try to throw at us. This is meant to give the white media cover to claim that things have changed in New York City and the white supremacist policymakers cover to claim that people shouldn't get mad or turned up because there's a black mayor now, etc. Well, these white supremacists, they might want to look at Baltimore after the murder of Freddie Gray. If you want to know how effective this strategy has been, You'll recall that during the Baltimore uprisings, that city had both a black mayor and a black police chief. Stephanie Rawlings Blake was the former stripper turned politician, and she took sides with the thugs and badges in the Baltimore PD against her own citizens. She was condemning the indictment and investigation of the killers of Freddie Gray, you recall. Her black police chief was equally stubborn and stupid. Now, Rawlings tried to hold the line, but she was eventually forced to send her police chief packing. Rawlings thought that throwing her pathetic police chief accomplice under the bus would be enough to save her worthless hide, but it didn't work. The people wanted her gone, too. And a couple of months later, she announced that she would not be running for re-election. So as black people, we've seen this little white supremacist ploy before, trying to use some cherry-picked front Negroes to be their tools, and it won't work. The only thing that will satisfy the demands of the masses of black people are for the white supremacists to be rooted out and punished harshly. Daniel Pentaglio was only fired after he murdered Eric Garner. Now, the idiot sued to get his job back, but as with the other thugs with badges who have been punished, Pentaglio's appeal failed. But the problem is that animal doesn't deserve to be merely unemployed. He deserves to be rotting in a prison cell. But nobody's doing anything about it. The corrupt DA refused to prosecute him then, and the NYPD pretended they didn't have any grounds to charge him with anything. There's a new DA now, a black one, who's made a couple of minor noises about Pantaleo in the past, but nobody's doing what Kevin Steele did in Pennsylvania when he openly ran on a platform that he was going to put Cosby in prison or bust. We won't allow any white supremacist trolls or slow-wit numbskulls to come among us and say, well, you got to give Mayor Adams and Police Commissioner Sewell a chance. They might surprise you, you never knows. Just because you bring in some new front Negroes, that doesn't mean you get a clean slate. Forgive and forget hell. We're not forgetting anything. We're not giving any passes to anyone. In fact, we take a harder line with the black politicians precisely because they wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for black people. We must make it clear what the standard of morality and justice is. We're not letting the enemy hide behind any front people. 
Because in our world, if you're not fighting against white supremacy, then you're fighting for it. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Jason Reed, one of our day one people. Be one to you, brother. Tiffany Montgomery, salute. Matthew Swain, salute to you, brother. George Montgomery and Mouse, salute to them. And thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you.